The devil contorts the pure to a point where it is unholy, revulsive, negative, and painful. Don't know what I'm talking about? Okay. The word sacrifice conjures images of pain, suffering, loss. We, those who believe in Jesus Christ, often celebrate those images of the cross to excess. But the root word, the word in Hebrew means offering, and in Greek it means gift, and in Latin it is a combination of holy and make, to make something holy. There is no pain, there is no suffering, there is no loss. It is an act of redemption, and in that there is immense joy for all involved. Offering information for your mind. Enabling transformation for your heart. Sabbath School U, a weekly dialogue exploring God's Word and its application for today's world. I'm Brendan Albury, and this is Sabbath School University. Also with us are three other gentlemen here who will introduce their names and telling us where they're from. Well, my name is Ricardo Barif, and I'm from Jamaica, a beautiful island of Jamaica, and uh, I live in Jamaica, New York right now. My name is Guilherme Borda, and I'm from Brazil. My name is Morris Thompson, and I'm from Washington, D.C. Great, great. Well, before we begin, I will ask you to bow your heads as Morris prays for us. Is that okay? And yeah. then, can you please also, Morris, go into our scriptural text, Romans chapter 12, verses 1 today. Okay, then. Let's bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, as we're coming to you to open up your word and find truth and find Jesus, we ask that you please just illuminate our minds. May the Holy Spirit be the fifth one amongst this panel to point us to truth. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. I urge you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. Sacrifice. A common word. We've, we've used it uh, frequently, often. I've heard it. You know, I would hear my grandmother telling me, I sweat, bled, toiled for you guys, you know. Your father would normally say, you know, I've given you everything. I've sacrificed my time, my experiences. I want to ask you, how do you distinguish between the various nuances of the word sacrifice? The way the word sacrifice is used in common culture and the way that it is used in the Bible is a little different. But, um, but the way it is used in culture, yeah, many times it, it comes with this uh, idea of effort that is put into. But it's kind of an extra effort that you don't measure uh, the distance to accomplish something. And uh, it has some similarity with the common, with the common uh, use of the word in the Bible, but it's uh, actually a special sense that is used in the Bible. Uh, in the Bible, we would come with this sense of atonement, sacrifice for uh, cleanse, cleansing you from sin and, and bringing forgiveness. Okay. Well, uh, normally when we use the word sacrifice, we, we'd, it, it, it gives the idea that 
I gave up something that was special uh, to me mm-hmm. in order to make sure that you get something that may be special to you. So um, I would have my time when I would go and play soccer or football with my friends. And instead of that, you know, you might ask me to do something for you. And I said, I really wanted to go and play, you know, my game. But um, to make you feel good, then I'll, you know, grant your request. So sacrifice is like I give us something special. Uh, that's how we normally use it. You know, I give up something special just to make sure that you are happy. Okay. Yeah. When I think about the word sacrifice, um, I know for myself before I came to Christ, when I sacrificed something, it was to get something else in return. It was for selfish reasons. Mm-hmm. And um, when I came to Jesus, um, I see sacrifice being used differently. Uh, sacrifice Another way we could use sacrifice is to give up something mm-hmm. and not expect something in return yeah. to help someone else. So, In the book of Genesis, there's a specific uh, verse, passage. Is it possible, Guillermo? Can you read Genesis chapter 3 from verses 15 to 21? Okay. Um, Genesis chapter 3, um, verses 15 to 21. Yes. So this is happening after... Uh, now God created the world perfect, and now you come. He, you have the first uh, human couple, Adam and Eve, and God had given a, an expl- express uh, mm-hmm. command to them, but they violated that command, and they were told that this would require death. Now God talks with them, and He turns now to the serpent, which had deceived Eve, and uh, in the middle of this, this uh, of this now uh, speech from God to the serpent starts in verse 15 and comes on and I will put enmity between you and the woman and between between your seed and her seed he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel to the woman he said I will greatly multiply your sorrow and your conception in pain you shall bring forth children your desire shall be for your husband and he shall rule over you. Then to Adam he said, Because you have heeded the voice of your wife, and have eaten from the tree of which I commanded you, saying, You shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for your sake. In toil you shall, shall eat of it all the days of your life. And it continues going on, talking about the, the things that are going to happen in consequence of the sin. Okay. And now, later on, when it comes to verse 21, God makes something very special for them. Verse 21 says, Also for Adam and his wife, the Lord God made tunics of skin and clothed them. Uh There's an interesting thing here uh, because God is making everything very clear for them. But interesting that he also talks to the serpent and in talking to the serpent he gives hope because he will bring enmity, enmity, enmity between humanity and the serpent, which is good. So speaking about enmity, I mean, what kind of God do we see here? Is it a bloodthirsty God, a sin-hating God, a loving God, perhaps who teaches humanity that sin is deadly and that eventually his son would die for the sins of all humanity? It is indeed a a loving God, but also a sin-hating God. He hates sin, but he doesn't hate Adam and Eve because he provides clothing for them and you can imagine the very strong possibility that here there was a sacrifice that were made an animal that was killed one or two maybe uh, then so that they could have the skins for their clothing and in this very verse 15 you have the promise of enmity with the 
enemy of God and the promise of the seed that you see throughout the scriptures yeah. that points to Jesus Christ that will come. Ricardo? Yeah, I've looked at this text and uh, one thing that struck me when I was reading, uh, one day I was studying this text and I look at it, I realized, you know, not, uh, normally we say that um, um, Adam and Eve were cursed, mm -hmm. but they were not cursed. There were two things that were cursed there. Um, the serpent was cursed and the earth was cursed. Yeah. And uh, the interesting thing is there's no offering that will be offered for the earth. There is no offering that will be offered for the serpent. They will be destroyed. But an offering was offered for the man and the woman, mm -hmm. and they were not cursed. So whatever thing God cursed will be destroyed. But whatever thing he, he loves, he makes an offering for them. Mm -hmm. and, and, and that to me speaks volume. Yes. Because it shows a loving God yes. rather than cursing Adam and Eve, as you mm -hmm. know, sometimes we think that God yeah. cursed them, but He didn't. Mm -hmm. He provides a way of salvation for them, mm -hmm. a sacrifice. A sacrifice, mm -hmm. almost like uh, when when you hear your parents talk about sacrifice, and you they, you don't do what they ask you to do, mm -hmm. and before you know it, you get scolded mm -hmm. and you know punished, or maybe a timeout in the mm -hmm. corner, you know. But God is not like that. Morse, I, I would resonate with Ricardo because um, if we look for um, um, back in Genesis 1, 1 and 2, we know that the penalty of sin, of disobedience to God is death. And Adam and Eve were supposed to die right on that spot. Mm -hmm. But they didn't. The Bible lets us know that they lived on hundreds of years later. Why? Because God was covering them. Yeah. God showed them that he had a plan for them. He was going to send his son to sacrifice himself mm -hmm. so that they could live on and have eternal yeah. life. Yeah. Sacrifices. The Bible speaks about sacrifices and then it speaks about offerings. There are many offerings in the Old Testament, and five are very important. You know, the burnt offering, grain offering, peace offering, purification offering, and trespass offering. What does each of the five offerings mentioned in the Old Testament mean? Why were there so many? Why so many offerings? <laughs> well, uh, I think that you can break them down in two main groups. The blood offerings, that means the ones that require death. Those are for atonement. Okay. Those are for atonement. As you can see in Leviticus 17, chapter, uh, chapter 17, verse 11, for atonement, you need blood. Okay. Now, there's one of the offerings that you mentioned, the grain offering. There's an interesting thing for that. Because it was not for atonement, it was not for forgiveness. It was a gift. You know, you, you recognize that God is good for you, and now you bring a gift. So those are two main uh, kinds of sacrifices. Blood sacrifices, which is for atonement, and the grain offerings in the Old Testament were a gift. Y you are praising God. You are, you are saying thank you very much, dear Lord. Yeah, uh, uh, actually, it's also called the free will offering. You know, okay. it's an offering of expression, you know, of, of love, mm -hmm. because God is a wonderful God. Um, I, I, in the Hebrew, it's called the minha. It's, it's an offering that is made of, of flour, out of grain, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's because of the goodness that God has done for you. Mm -hmm. You want to just uh, just express gratitude mm -hmm. and, and, and those things. So, um, uh, there is also the peace offering, and uh, um, the peace offering is uh, this word that we normally use, mm -hmm. shalom. Mm -hmm. uh, you know that the, the you know yeah, everyone yeah. knows shalom. You know, um, in the peace offering is called the shalamim, 
um, which is from the same word shalom. Okay. It, it's a it's a well-being offering. Well, you're teaching so, me something new. I've oh yeah. Oh, yeah. So oh, I'm, well, I'm, I, I want to hear this. <laughs> well, it's, it's good to learn. Oh <laughs> yeah. I'm learning too. So so it's it's an offering of well-being. Okay. It means of either physical health mm -hmm. or or economical um, well-being or social well-being or okay. spiritual mm -hmm. well-being. So it's it's an offering means you know the best of things for you yeah mm -hmm. and, and that's what when the Jews say shalom it means your entire peace you know your emotional peace your spiritual peace economical mm -hmm. peace everything um they're wishing for you okay mm -hmm. um i have to agree it's an offering these offerings were basically meant for the purpose of giving to god because of what he's done for us what he's done for them yeah. So tell me something. If I'm an everyday Christian, but I'm not as equipped with my Bible, my word, I may not read the Bible as frequently and I'm not affiliated with the Old Testament. How can I feel that my offering is appeasing to God? Well, you're talking about something interesting because we may tend to think that there's no such a thing as a sacrifice or offering in Christianity, but that's not exactly what the Bible tells us because in the religion of the Bible there is always a sacrifice there's always an offering now you may not have the lamb being offered and killed because you're not offering offerings or sacrifices for atonement mm -hmm. but there are still offerings of praise to God you still have a surrendering that's why we just read Romans 12 1 you talk about the living sacrifice okay and I think that strongly resonates with the grain offering because the grain offering didn't require blood didn't require death and it was not for atonement yeah. it is a gift okay. and now when you offer yourself to God it's not to gain salvation because salvation is only through blood okay but Jesus Christ is already uh, has already given himself as an offering and now we offer ourselves to him in gratitude and we surrender our lives to him we accept the forgiveness and we live this new life with him okay yeah it's by god's it's because of god's mercies on us why we give our off our life as an offering to him it's because of what he did for us while we dedicate and commit our lives for him and um you know when i think about christ's sacrifice for us what God sacrificed for us. I have to give my life as an offering. Mm -hmm. It's almost uh, automatic, you know? It's, an, it's almost an automatic reaction, so. All right. Well, you know, sometimes I just wonder, you know, if I never knew Christ, what would be the first offering he would accept from me? I mean, what, <laughs> you know, what would he take? Mm -hmm. And I guess that the only thing is self to give ourselves to him yeah. but you have to understand that's kind of difficult mm -hmm. asking someone who has never really known Christ to just give himself because there are probably steps you know do I give my hand do I give my mind do I give my body or do I give my all how did you encourage someone to to become a sacrifice and an offering for God how do you well, encourage them <laughs> I think things like these take steps and um, the way I see um, it, or, or God deals with us even how Jesus deals with his disciples mm -hmm. he doesn't just get up one day and said you know commit everything to me mm -hmm. he, he after spending some time with them mm -hmm. he says 
he works some miracles and, and and he expects them to from those miracles develop a relationship mm -hmm. you know develop a knowledge of him okay but he comes to a point when he has done you know so much miracles then he says what happened to your faith you know mm -hmm. so sometimes we think that god wants us you know god shows up this minute and we're supposed to just uh give everything you know just mm -hmm. just give totally to god and and humanly i would say that's not possible yeah because even in our relationships we want to build trust over over time and god allows that yeah and so uh, we can pretend as if you know we're going to give god our all but mm. How many of us really do? Mm. You know, even after you're Christians for 20 years, how many of us really give God our entire? Because it's it's not easy. No, I mean, no. only God alone can give this all. We, we we always hold back something. So it's then it's the blood working through us, us, His blood working through us to want to give Him our all. Mm -hmm. That's what you're saying, Ricardo. I, I mean, you know, it's this this is. This is this is deep. This yeah. is a little bit profound. Mm -hmm. You know, I always wanted to know how to become a living sacrifice for God. Mm -hmm. And with uh, Romans chapter 12, it speaks about becoming a living sacrifice on the part of those who follow Christ. Yeah. So what you're saying is unless you follow Christ, you cannot become a living for that sacrifice. Yeah. And, and you have to understand the reason I say that. Yeah is it that we must follow Christ first and then becoming a living sacrifice? Do I need to have credentials? Because when you look in the Bible and you look at these offerings, who were the ones that performed the offerings? It was the priest on behalf of the people. So do I have to follow Christ first and then become a sacrifice? You, you know, that takes, that, that takes is like an oxymoron, living sacrifice. Um, because every sacrifice... You know, sometimes we make some offering with sacrifice. You know, there's a sacrifice in 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 in, in the Hebrew is the mizbeah, is something that you offer that you slaughter. Okay. Um, offering is the minha, is is something like a gift, and and and, and so the offer the sacrifice has to be slaughtered, mm. has to be killed. That's a sacrifice, which means it's always an animal, mm. you know, either a bird, a ram, or something. That's an uh, a sacrifice but there's an offering now is like maybe a grain offering or something sometimes it's a meat offering but the difference is that a sacrifice has to be something that was alive and is killed so when paul says when in in, in romans present your body as a living mm -hmm. sacrifice, sacrifice. Okay. it's like he's saying present your body as a living dead hmm. <laughs> you see so and, and if you notice what was if you know what was going on in in, in Romans in the time of uh, when he wrote Romans is that the Jews were claiming to be the real people of God and the Gentiles were claiming to be the real people of God and so they were fighting against each other and Paul says stop it because all of you are under condemnation and all of you need to be justified by God therefore none of you are different so you need to stop put your selfish attitude mm. in front and present your body as if you're dead mm. living sacrifices because that's the only service you can give God so for all of us sometimes it's difficult for us to just put away self and mm. pride and all those things but God is saying that's the only way you can really truly serve God if we put away ourselves and just die to self and okay. let God live in us so when we compare uh, when we surrender our lives to God if we compare for example to 
when a person would bring a little lamb to be sacrificed. Now, this lamb had to be without blemish, mm-hmm. without any problem, you know, any defect. But when I surrender my life to God, it is the opposite. He doesn't expect me to purify myself, to cleanse myself, to, mm-hmm. you know, now I'm, I'm okay, I'm straight, now here I am, God, because that's impossible. Mm-hmm. But if I come to Him the way I am, now He will cleanse me, He will prepare me, and I will be a living uh, sacrifice, and my life will be a constant, continual praise to God, because there's no way I can present myself blemishly to God <laughs> before I ever know Jesus Christ, because He's the one who cleanses me. Mm-hmm. When you asked that question, I thought about myself as a boy. I used to run outside and play. I loved doing that. And I used to oftentimes get dirty and filthy. <laughs> and I'd come back in the house and I'd track mud. My mother would, <laughs> my mother would look at me and she'd say, well, Morris, you need to take a bath. Now, my mom still loved me. I was dirty, covered in mud, filthy. I smelled, but my mom still loved me. And she'd still embrace me. And she'd still take me to the tub and wash me. Oftentimes, we come to, when we come to Christ, we're dirty. We're filthy. But he doesn't tell us to go back outside. Hmm. He tells us, come and he embraces us. And he cleanses us with his blood. Mm-hmm. So, a lot, oftentimes, we put the cart before the horse, if you will. Christ needs to cleanse us. And we can live that life as a living sacrifice living sacrifices Guillermo can you please read for me Genesis chapter 22 it's it's a okay. scripture that comes to mind it's Genesis chapter 22 and it, I'm sure you you know of it it's okay. about Abraham and Abraham Isaac and Abraham you can start Isaac. from verse 1 oh yeah okay um, I'm not going to read uh, the no. whole story but no. um, here it talks about the faith of Abraham being confirmed and the well known story but many people listening to us may not know the story. So it starts like, now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, here I am. Then he said, take now your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, Mm -hmm. and go to the land of Moriah Mm -hmm. and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. Now that sounds really weird. (laughs) <laughs> because Abraham could not have children with his wife Sarah. Mm-hmm. Now God promised him, "You are gonna mm-hmm. have children with Sarah," and now he has Isaac. Now God comes to him, and now you go and you offer Isaac as a burnt offering. Mm-hmm. That means you kill Isaac yeah. and you burn him all completely. Now that cannot be true. Mm-hmm. All right, <laughs> but Abraham knew the voice of God. He know he he knew it was God talking. Yes, so yes. that's an important thing. Sometimes you do some things think, mm-hmm. oh it's God, but it's not God. Mm-hmm. He knew so he obeyed, but an interesting thing happened. He kept really trusting in God and Isaac as well was really faithful to God. And when it came the moment for Abraham to kill Isaac, now he was stopped by divine providence Mm -hmm. and God provided an animal to be sacrificed in the place of Isaac you you know what's interesting about the 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 burnt offering the Ola is the offering that goes up Mm -hmm. it's the Ola that ascends Mm -hmm. Um, it comes from the word Allah means to ascend Mm -hmm. and 
the burnt offering, the thing about the burnt offering is, is one of those offering where no part of it is taken. You know, sometimes when the offering is offered, yeah. when the goat is or the ram is mm -hmm. killed, yeah. some part of it is taken off mm -hmm. and and probably eaten or, or thrown away. But the burnt offering, the entire thing is burnt and sent up. Mm -hmm. Now, Isaac could not be um, sent up as a burnt offering. That's why God stopped him because Isaac had defects. Mm. There's only one person who can really be sent up entirely as a burnt offering. And that's a, the person who is spotless, who has no defects. Mm. And that's Jesus. Okay. No, we can send ourselves as burnt offering, but only part of us. Yeah. You know, the, the part that is good, some part of us that is good, we can go up as a burnt offering. But we cannot send everything mm. as a burnt offering because we have our faults and we have our defects. But only Jesus can be the burnt offering mm. because he has no defects. So the entire part of Jesus can go to heaven as a burnt offering to God. And you know, on that point, the Bible does say that the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross is like it was like a sweet aroma yeah. to God. Mm -hmm. You know, that was the burnt Christ represents the burnt offering. Or I should say the burnt, burnt offering, offering represents Christ. Christ. Excuse me. <laughs> Speaking about sweet aroma. Let's read uh, Philippians chapter 4, verse 18. We, I see that we're getting into this. You, you guys took off. And I'm going to come back to something that Guillermo said and Ricardo said. But before that, uh, Philippians chapter 4, verse 18. Ricardo, can you read it for me, if it's possible? It says, Indeed, I have all abound. I am full, having received from Apophroditus the things sent from you, a sweet-smelling aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God. Okay. Now, before we jump into this text, let's think about the burnt offerings or the different types of offerings, whether they be blood or, you know, mm -hmm. incense. But let's focus on those offerings and then it becoming a sweet aroma. All right. How does God distinguish these offerings and does it well, does he receive it in full? And my, my next question is this. If I wanted to give God a sweet aroma, even if I didn't put on cologne today, <laughs> what would be the sweetest aroma to offer to God in full? <laughs> I think the only person who can answer that is God. <laughs> but um, I think sometimes we want to give God the best yeah and we try everything to give god the best but all the only thing that god wants is our best and this the only thing we can offer him is what we have and that's ourselves and he can take when he takes then he can take us what we offer him and through jesus christ he makes the best out of it so sometimes we try to give god the best but he wants our best so god can differentiate what is not our best and what is our best so I can hide just, it under my, my suit, my cologne, yeah. Oh, yeah. my smile, but God is able to see what is actually a sweet aroma and appeasing to him. Mm -hmm. So that means we must come as All we are, this. become real. Exactly. You know, now let's not, mm -hmm. you know, pretend to be something that mm -hmm. we're not in front of God's eyes. But the truth of the matter is God wants our best. So well, thank you guys for joining us today for this discussion. It has been a very profound, deep one, and I've learned a lot. I'm sure you've learned as well. If you would like to join in the discussion, visit our Facebook page off the link of our website at www.sabbatschoolu.org. That's www.sabbatschool, 
the letter U, dot org. For Cyber School University, I'm Brendan Albury. We'll see you next week.